It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Today is Free Advice Friday, the day that I take your calls and answer your questions about narcissistic abuse. But today we are going to focus on, has your narcissistic ex alienated you from your children? This is a epidemic problem worldwide. And if you're not familiar what uh, alienation is, it's when, in this situation, when a narcissist loses control over the spouse and weaponizes the children. And this is very serious because narcissists, we know, have the ability to brainwash children. They brainwash us. We've, if we've lived any time at all with them, we know that they get into our psyches and they brainwash us in a way that we just aren't even aware of. So they do this to the children and what they do is they erase the memory of the good parent and put in an entirely new narrative, which makes that good parent evil, dangerous, unloving, liars, uh, all kinds of things, and the children really believe this. What's really going on here is that um, children, when they have two parents, and one of them is a narcissist, there is lots of love to go around with the non-narcissistic parent, for the most part. But the narcissistic parent is one in which they have to earn love, and they know this almost from birth. They know that the love is conditional, not unconditional. And so they want that parent. Um, what's different about parental alienation than just kids rejecting parents is that with parental alienation, children actually will not want anything to do with the good parent. Nothing. They often block them. They say horrible things to them. They want nothing to do with them, which is very different from an abused child because a lot of um, therapists will say, well, you know, they're going through something. They'll come back. But this is not true because children who are truly physically abused, black and blue, beaten black and blue, uh, broken bones and all, they never give up on their parents. They keep coming back. They want that love. So this is not something that goes away. As a matter of fact, unless it is inter intervened, it gets worse. <clears throat> so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I welcome your calls. <clears throat> I'd love to hear what you have to say, or if you have any questions, I'm here to answer them. The number to call in is 424-220-1801. 424-220-1801. One eight zero one. Feel free to call in and talk to me about this. Before I get started on the uh, parental alienation issue, I wanted to let you know about this course. This is a fantastic course that I have on my website, randyfine.com, under uh, courses. It's, it's you know if you do the menu courses, but the course is called Letting Go of Past Pain and Creating the Life You Deserve. Now, this is something that I find that everyone who has suffered narcissistic abuse, particularly in childhood, is these are all the areas that are sort of neglected. And when you are abused later on in life, the, the reasons for the abuse come up because there are these particular areas that have been neglected. Not only have they been neglected, but You've been made to feel as if you are responsible and guilty for things that you are not responsible and guilty for. You also have 
buried feelings. So this course is, um, it's a comprehensive course in the spirit of healing and personal growth. It takes you on a powerful, compassionate journey. And on this journey, you meet your inner child. You will identify the blocked emotions that you have been unable to access. Uh, and there are definitely going to be blocked emotions because as a child in these environments, you had to put up walls, block emotions, um, check out, really, check out emotionally in order to be able to survive in a an environment that was so horrific that it was intolerable. So there are things about you that are blocked inside of you. So you meet your inner child. You identify blocked emotions. You experience feelings and emotions. Now, this is something that is uh, an issue that many people, even um, if you haven't been abused in childhood, but you are in a relationship with a narcissist as an adult or you've had adult issues with narcissists, um, Experiencing feelings and emotions can be very scary for people. And what happens when they do experience them is it terrifies them because they don't know what it's like to feel feelings that they've never felt before. So what people do is they stay really busy or uh, they dissociate or they deny um, or they use substances, alcohol, drugs, to numb the pain so they don't have to feel it. But all this does is set you up for problems that will be persistent in your life. In order to, be, to recover from this, you have to feel feelings you never felt before. And that can be very painful. But it is the journey to healing. So the journey is through the pain, not around the pain, not avoiding the pain. It is through the pain in which you will come to peace and happiness and resolution of these old issues. Um, in this course, you will become, um, you're going to come to terms with whatever unhealthy guilt, guilt and regrets that you are carrying around. And I know that you have many. And they're not yours to carry. I talk about what guilt truly is, but most people who have been abused have guilt that is not theirs. So they're carrying around unnecessary guilt. Um, You will also come to a place where you learn to forgive yourself for whatever you've done, whether you have been responsible or have not been responsible. You will learn to forgive yourself for everything that you've done. Um, And then you get to choose whether or not you're going to forgive others. So you're giving, given all these um, tools and exercises to help you come to these determinations. After that, it's about accepting yourself. That's a hard thing to do, but it shows you how this course, through this course, you learn how to accept yourself, how to put your past in the rearview mirror once and for all, You know, your past is always going to be a part of your story, but it doesn't have to be an emotional part of your story. You can put it in the rearview mirror. You can glance at it. It's part of the book of your life, the story of your life, but you don't have to live in the past. And then finally in the course, it is about learning what it means to love yourself. And... Those who do not love themselves in a healthy way will continue to have a pattern of abuse throughout their life because part of loving yourself is is a boundary system and it is being fiercely protective over yourself and not allowing in things that are going to hurt you. But also about developing the tools and knowing who you are so people can't fool you tell you who you are, try to change you. You know who you are. This course is 
ridiculously inexpensive because it's 12 modules. Um, I normally charge $70 an hour. This course is going to take you a while, but it's self-paced. It's only $150. You will get so much out of this course that you will come out feeling fabulous at the end of it. So if you go to randyfine.com and you go to courses, you can start this course immediately and just take it, you know, step by step. You can do a module at a time or a lesson at a time and really, really digest it. Uh, so I hope you will at least check it out because I think you will find it extremely valuable. Okay. So now we're going to talk about parental alienation. And as I said, this is when one parent alienates the children from their loving parent. For the only, the only reason they do this is to weaponize them against the good parent. Because when you leave a narcissistic abuser or they leave you, once things are settled, once you've made your decisions about how you're going to split up this relationship, legal or whether you do it together, which is very difficult to do. But um, once that's done, the narcissist loses all power over you. And the only thing they can do to hurt you, the only thing at this point they can do to hurt you is to steal your children from you. So this is what they do. And when I say steal, I mean, this is the most devastating thing that can happen to any parent who has put their life into raising their children, into loving their children, into spending every minute nurturing those children and teaching those children. And all of a sudden the children are saying, I hate you. I hope you die. Look what you did to my mother, my father. Look what you did. How could you do that to mommy or daddy? And you become blamed and there's nothing that you can do to redeem yourself. Absolutely nothing. There are strategies and tips that you can learn that will help you through this. But basically, this is what we're dealing with. Um, you know, narcissists are selfish and they are vindictive. They don't care who gets hurt as long as they are the ones that are satisfied. So some signs, there's such a thing as parental alienation syndrome. And this is what your, the children will be experiencing. They will be the, um, experiencing the parental alienation syndrome, which is severe emotional child abuse. And uh, some of the things to watch out for in your children. So you may recognize these if you think you might be going through this. Um, the children being antagonistic towards you, calling you abusive names, calling you a liar. This is the children telling you this, yelling at you or showing you disrespect. Abusive treatment usually mimics that of the alienating parent. So your child would be saying things that your child has no way of knowing or has never uttered those words or those expressions before. And now all of a sudden they're speaking for that antagonistic parent. Another thing that children do to their parents to alienate them is that they blame their parents for all their problems. And this is because they've been told by the abusive parent that the good parent is to blame, that had this family still been together, had, and it doesn't matter if they leave the good parent or the good parent leaves them. It doesn't matter. The point is they are going to be, the good parent is going to be responsible for the breakup of the relationship, no matter how it happened. They are at fault. And so children are basically told, if your mother, if your father did not do what they did to break up this relationship, you would not be having the problems you're having. You would not be having to go back and forth from house to house. You would not be suffering through the depression and the anxiety that it's costing you. Um, so another thing is um, the children will cut off communication with you. And if you send gifts or you send cards, they will send them back or they will destroy them. They don't want them. 
the children lose the ability to think independently. They use, imitate the alienating parents' sentiments, their phrasings, their expressions, and they say things that are inappropriate or out of character. And I think I kind of brought that up before. But they speak as an adult when they really are children. And it's, you, you're like, whoa, where did this come from? How do they know these things? Why are they speaking so authoritar- authoritarily to me? Um, they totally reject you. They take sides against you with the alienating parent. They see the alienator as all good and you as all bad. So it's very black and white thinking. Not I'm only not sure I understand. No, that was Siri. No, Siri, don't talk to me. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, it's black and white thinking. It is, um, there is no gray area here. It's either all good or all bad. You are either a good parent or you're a bad parent. You either love them or you hate them. They sever communication with your family members. So what they'll do is they will align with their abuser's family and cut off their grandparents, their aunts and uncles, their cousins. They will shut out the whole side of the family of the good parent. They will refuse therapy. Uh, often we see our kids going through something and we say, okay, you know, what's wrong? They, and they won't tell us. And then we're like, okay, so let's get you some help. They don't want help. They refuse it. They don't want help. They believe that they know the truth. And when you're brainwashed, you feel as if you are talking from a normal place. And you'll know that. This, I can, this is how you relate it. Okay, so if you've been with a narcissist and you've been brainwashed, all during that time, you thought you were thinking with a logical brain. And even afterwards, after the fact, you thought and you still may think you're thinking from a logical brain. But if you've been brainwashed, you are not. You are talking from a subconsciously programmed uh, program that is making you think and talk a certain way. This is what happens with alienated children. So they believe they are making the choices with a very clear mind. The children show symptoms of fear or paranoia. They may threaten suicide or engage in risky behaviors. Able or unwilling to remember the good times you had together in the past. They accuse you or insinuate that you have abused them. So, Dr. Amy Baker is the doctor who has done so much research on parental alienation. And she has come up with, um, she wrote a fantastic book. Um, I'm trying to find my information here. Okay, there we go. Uh, She has come up with 17 primary parental alienation strategies. So what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about what the alienating parent does to the children. So first I was talking about the behaviors that the loving parent is going to see from the children. It's changing in behaviors. And often these can be very sudden. These are the 17 primary parental alienation strategies that the alienator uses to get the children brainwashed. Bad-mouthing, limiting contact, interfering with communication, interfering with symbolic communication, like that would be pictures or photos, anything that represents what used to be or what is. If a parent is sending new photos, they interfere with that. Withdrawal of love. Telling the child the targeted parent is dangerous. And sometimes they even file false charges with Child Protective Services. And then the next thing you know, you have CPS at your door. Forcing the child to choose between parents. When they do this, it is, the child doesn't have a choice. Because if they choose the good parent, then they lose the other parent. 
because that other parent really puts it on the line. Okay, them or me, you can't have us both. Telling the child the targeted parent does not love him or her. Confiding in the child. This is something narcissistic parents do. They take them under their confidence, in their confidence, and they make them appear not a child, but an adult peer. It's called parentification, where the children are given information that is way over their head. They should not know it. It's often about the, the, the marriage or what that other parent is doing. Children should not be involved in adult situations, but they do involve them. And they give them the freedom to behave as if they are adults. Forcing the child to reject the targeted parent. Asking the child to spy on the targeted parent. Asking the child to keep secrets from the targeted parent. Referring to the targeted parent by first name and encouraging the child to do the same. If there's a step parent, referring to making the children refer to them as mom or dad. They will say it and then they want the children to say it. Withholding medical, academic, and other important information from the targeted parent or keeping the targeted parent's name off of medical, academic, and other relevant documents. Changing the child's name to remove association with the targeted parent. And the last thing, the 17th thing, is cultivating dependency. Undermining the authority of the targeted parent. And um, this is kind of what I talked about with parentification, where they, they become overly permissive with the child. And so the child, there's rules in the loving parent's house, but there are no rules in the alienating parent's house. So why would they want to go there? They're children. They don't want rules. Okay, so this is, um, this is Amy Baker, and uh, she has a book called Working with Alienated Children and Families, a clinical guidebook. She um, does many case histories. There's a lot of research in this book that if you are going through this, it will help you. The number, if you'd like to call in and ask any questions, because if you're listening, I know you have questions. The number is 424-220-1801. This can be embarrassing and scary, um, but there are ways to work through this. And the, the problem is that the longer it goes on, the harder it is to intervene. The other thing is that if this has not happened, but you suspect it's going to happen, if you are planning on leaving, divorcing, separating from a narcissistic spouse, and there are children, do not abruptly leave. Never do that. Enlist the help of someone like myself, who's a narcissistic abuse expert and coach, or a divorce coach, or a therapist who specializes in narcissistic abuse, particularly, get strategies for leaving. The difference it will make in the lives of your children are tremendous. If you make the plans before you go, your children will, will fare much better than if you just leave and then have to do damage control afterwards. There, if you are an adult child of parental alienation, um, syndrome. There may be many of you that are listening to this. So it could be that you are experiencing both. Maybe you were alienated from a parent as a when you were a child. <clears throat> um, excuse me. <clears throat> and or, you know, now you are realizing that you were alienated from a parent and you're suffering as a result of it. So Amy Baker says, hold on, let me clear my throat. Okay. Based on the content analysis of interviews, the following conclusions have been developed, each, each of which is explored in her book, as I said, um, Adult Children of Parental Alienation Syndrome, Breaking the Ties to Bind. Great, great book. If you don't have it, if you haven't read it, and you are going through this, read it. You will get a lot of information that's it just important for you to have. Okay, so she says that there are three different familial patterns of parental alienation. 
and that the way parental alienation is unfolded within each family is varied. So the three primary patterns of parental alienation syndrome are narcissistic mothers in divorced families alienating children from the father, narcissistic mothers in intact families alienating the children from the father, and cold, rejecting, or abusive alienating parents of either gender to intact or divorced families alienating the children from the targeted parent. This goes on all throughout their life. The alienator begins brainwashing this child from day one to understand that love, their love is very conditional and that they need to step in line. They need to please this parent because if they don't, they lose that love and children cannot do that. They cannot be separated from a parent that way emotionally. They don't develop the proper attachment skills. Children need to attach to their primary caregivers. They cannot attach to a narcissist. And so they spend their life trying to do so. Um, So she says the three patterns reflect a significant breach in the parental unit, typically, typically involving triangulation in which the child is asked to take on the parental role, making decisions or providing the parent with emotional support or involving cross-generational alliances, like this would be the grandparents or aunts and uncles, in which parents compete for the child's attention and support. So triangulation, I've talked about this before. I talk about it extensively in my book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind. Triangulation is a three-way communication that narcissists like to do. They do it in, in many different ways. And The purpose of this is to be the controller of all information that goes around um, wherever they want it to go. Some some will do it in relationships, uh, like they'll tell you that their ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend has been... Hold on. Sorry. Has been contacting them to get you jealous, to make you be more attentive to their needs. Um, So... Um, but alienating parents or parents in general, if there's more than one sibling, they control the information. They tell each sibling something different, but they tell something, they tell each sibling something about the other sibling to make them be weary of who that child, who their sibling is. So if they're told all the time that this sibling has problems or is strange, even though they love that sibling in the back of their mind, they're thinking, yeah, you know, they're looking for things. And eventually it sets in and it really does divide the family. This is one of the reasons why narcissistic families are not cohesive and they're not families because everybody is triangulated. Everybody is put in a different corner. Everybody's trying to survive. Um, She also says that parents who abuse their children in one way often abuse them in another. So if they're being alienated, chances are they could be suffering other forms of abuse. The parents who perpetuated parental alienation, and this is according to Amy Baker, use techniques similar to those employed by cult leaders. We know that it appears to be this way. They... um, these parents were described as using brainwashing tactics and some of the, they use repetition of negative statements. They say it over and over. Your parent doesn't love you. Your mother doesn't love you. Your father doesn't love you. Your, your, your parent never loved you. Your parent used to abuse you. They say these over and over to enforce it. And they also, as I talked about earlier, Uh, create black and white thinking in the child. It's either one way or the other, and it cannot be both, and there's no gray area. Um, This is a, as I said, a severe form of emotional abuse. And this is about the alienating parent 
either verbally assaulting the children, isolating them, corrupting their minds, rejecting them, terrorizing them, ignoring them, overpressuring them. And this is severe emotional abuse. And targeted parents, when their children begin to react this way, they think the children are just being bad and the children are rejecting them. This is not so. And when parents have an ego in this, when they are thinking of themselves as being the hurt ones, this is going to go in the wrong direction because that's not what's happening. Their child is being severely abused. And inside that child's mind is torturous thoughts like they're in the middle of a tug of war and the narcissist is pulling stronger one way and the other parents feeling, you know, laying guilt on them because they're being bad and they don't know, these children don't know what to do. So this is a severe form of child abuse. And so if you are a parent whose children are being alienated from you, Understand these children are brainwashed to believe what they believe. None of it is true. And this is about working, doing anything that you can possibly do to get those children away from the narcissistic parent. Anything you can possibly do. Because as long as they are with that parent, this problem is going to continue and your children are going to be tortured Children in this situation do attempt suicide because of the torture that goes on in their brain. They can't take it. It's way too painful. So it isn't as if they don't love the targeted parent. They do, but they're not allowed to. And so they have to put up a force, and that force is aggression usually. It's showed through aggression towards the targeted or loving parent. And they say terrible things because they are tortured, okay? Did I say the word tortured? I mean tortured. So if this is happening to you as a parent, the strategies that Amy Baker says work together to give the child a three-part message are that the alienating parent or yourself is the only one. Wait a minute. I think I've got this wrong. Okay. Let me just see this. These strategies together to give a cause the following. Okay. Okay. No, we already talked about that part. Um, I'm just trying to find. Okay. Now let's talk about if you were uh, you are an adult child of parental alienation. Maybe you have reconnected, reunified with your loving parent. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you believe that that parent abandoned you. Maybe you believe that that parent didn't love you. Maybe you believed that that parent abused you and you just can't bring yourself to be with that parent. Even though you ache to have that mother or father, you don't want to be with somebody who treated you this way. And furthermore, you don't want to be with somebody who treated your mother or father, who is the alienator that way. They may not or may realize that um, their parent has alienated you from the good parent. When adult children of uh, parental alienation do realize it and they reunify with the other parent, they all usually will have nothing to do with the alienating parent because they realized how many years were wasted that they didn't have their loving parent. Um, There were 11 identifiable pathways or catalysts for adult children of parental alienation syndrome to realize that one parent had alienated them from the targeted parent. And as I said, in many cases, this led to a reunion and distancing from the alienating parent. Um, There are many ways, even though this is difficult, there are many ways to get 
from manipulated alienation to awareness and autonomy. And I'm talking about you as an adult child of narcissistic abuse. There are no clear steps as to how to do this. So it's important that if you are suffering from this, that you work with somebody who can help you through it, who can help you to clear up this confusion. Or if you are very unclear as to why you don't have a relationship with the other parent or why that other parent left you. You know, it's not common for a loving parent who has nurtured you all your life to pick up and go. Sometimes the alienating parent will take the children away and tell them the parent died. So they never look for them. This is torturous. And not only do the children of these situations uh, get into terrible substance abuse problems and addictions and things like that because they've lost this part of attachment that they need. Um, they, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll come back to that. Sometimes I get these thoughts that I download and then the sooner are they there that they're gone. It's really, really weird. And I don't like when that happens. Um, so in my book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, I give you some strategies for how to deal with your children who are being alienated against you. This is a very delicate situation. And when I mean delicate, it, I mean that as the alienated parent, you can do no wrong. You cannot make a mistake because you are under a microscope. And your children, if they're seeing you, they are watching you. And they're trying to prove that what the other parent said is true. And I'm going to go through what, you know, some of those things that they might be looking at you for. So you can do no wrong. On the other hand, the narcissistic parent, and this is pretty much the way it's always been in these relationships, uh, the narcissist, doesn't, it doesn't matter. They go rogue. They do whatever they want to do. They're good. They're bad. They're neglectful. They do anything they want to do, and it doesn't matter the children stay aligned to them. So there are some things you absolutely should not do if you are an alienating parent. One thing is never get defensive about what the children are accusing you of. And do not over-explain to them. They will try to get you in a loop where you're going to end up losing. They're going to ask you question after question after question, and it's never going to satisfy them. And they're going to get angrier and angrier as time goes on because they believe you're lying. So there's no point in doing that. The narcissistic parent wants you to look bad. So you won't do not do anything that the children can then take back and say, well, you know, mom or dad did this or said this, nothing. So you ask, you answer their questions with, I know you're hurting and that makes me sad. Or no, I wouldn't even say that makes me sad. I know you're hurting and I, I really wish I could make things better for you. This is just a situation that none of us have any control over. And I hope it gets better, and I'm always here for you, and I always love you. Know that I always love you, and know that I will always be here for you. These are what you say. You don't become emotional about this. You don't show anger. And you don't do this with the ex either, because you don't want to react to anything that's being done. Because when you react to, your, to the narcissistic abuser or to the children who are, who are the flying monkeys who are now abusing you, 
um, it eggs them on, makes them want to do more. So you don't get angry. You can't show your emotion. This emotion is going to be used by your ex to prove that you are unstable or instable. Everything you do or say will be held against you. So don't cry in front of your children. Don't have breakdowns. Go into your room. Go outside. Do not cry and get emotional in front of your children. These are going to further alienate your children. Don't lay guilt trips on your children. Don't tell them how you feel. Don't tell them how much they are hurting you. Don't tell them how much you miss them. Because what happens when you do these things is that you make them feel guilty. They already are tortured with guilt. And when you do that, all you do is make them shut down to you because they can't take it and go back to the other parent, to the alienating parent. They cannot take more guilt. When they come to you, they want to know that they're not going to be abused and triggered and mind games aren't going to be played with them. They want to know that they can just be themselves and be with mom or dad. But if you start laying guilt and crying, then their guilt flares up and they are just tortured and they must run back to the alienating parent. Um, never bad mouth the alienating parent to your children. Just take the high road. Always keep your dignity. The never say your dad or your mom. You might say dad or you might say mom, but never say your dad or your mom because it it sends the message that you are separating that parent, that you are judging that parent. And the children are looking out for everything. Every single word you say, they're listening. And if you mess up one word, you will see their rage or their frustration. Or they'll, call, they'll text their other parent and say, come pick me up. Um, so you don't want to say anything bad about the other parent. You don't want to explain what the other parent has done to you. Because... If you do, whatever you say is going to be taken back to that alienating parent, and that alienating parent is going to say to those children, I told you she or he or she was a liar. See, she's making up all that. None of that is true. And then the children are more aligned with the narcissistic parent and completely alienated from you. So you don't want to give them the information they ask for, and they will push They will push you. They'll say, well, if you can't tell me what happened, then I don't want to be with you. And then you say, I'm sorry. Adult issues stay with adults. I don't share adult issues with you. You're a child. Maybe when you're older, we can talk about it. But now you're a child and adult issues stay with adults. Never blame the children for the way they act towards you. They are victims too just like you. Not only are they victims too, but they've been doubly victimized because they were victimized when you and your partner were together. They were victimized when you separated and now they're being victimized by the alienating parent. And so these children are suffering tremendous abuse. They are victims. They are in a bad, bad place. And it's like I said before, you have, you can have no ego in this. These are your children and your children are hurting. And whatever you have to do to fight and get those children back, you need to fight and get those children back. Because this is a a situation that is going nowhere. Those children will have problems the rest of their life as a result of this. You need to find a way to get them away from that parent. I'm not saying that's easy. And often in families where there's maybe three or more children, one child will see through it and one child will be so tightly 
enmeshed with the narcissistic parent that they never come back. So you may lose and are likely to lose if there are more than three children, three or more children, you are likely to lose one of those children because when they come home, they're going to be so difficult to deal with. They're going to be such discipline problems and they're going to disrupt the household for everybody else. And you can't, you just can't have that. You have to say, this is a home of respect. When you're here, you respect us. If you cannot respect us, and, and treat everyone with kindness and respect, then you go back to your other parents' house, and that's what you have to do. There's no other way. If you tiptoe around it, it doesn't get better. Um, you never show legal documents that involve you and your ex to your children. Narcissists have a habit of leaving, you know, the alienating parent, the narcissist. They have a habit of leaving documents laying around on the kitchen table, on the dining room table, uh, just so they can be seen. They want the children to see what the fight is about. And the children should not be seeing that. They do not need to know what's going on in the separation, in the divorce, in the custody hearings. But narcissistic, alienating parents will involve the children. See what your mother's doing. See how your mother's trying to get money from me. She's already taken all my money. It's why I can't buy you things. It's why we're, we're poor. Why when you ask me for things, special things, I say I don't have the money because your mother took it all. And now look, she's asking for more. It's never enough for her. Never. So they use these as opportunities to bash the alienated parent. Um, never give up. Never give up. You, if, if you knew your children were with an abuser that was not a parent, you would fight for them. You would do anything it took to fight for them. That is what's happening here. You cannot give up on these children because every day they're with that parent they're getting more and more damaged. And it's harder and harder for them to recover. Maybe they will never recover. Gee, we're getting all kinds of noise today. The house phone is ringing. Okay. Um, okay. This is what you can do. Get mental health support. Get the help of a coach who knows this. I, this is the work. This is some of the work that I do or a divorce coach who knows this, or a therapist who knows this. But make sure that they understand the truth. If they start saying things to you well, like, well, he or she means well, run, wrong therapist. You need to be with people that will validate your experience. Always do what is in the best interest of the children. Keep the lines of communication open. Keep contacting the children through letters, texts, emails, voicemails. Um, they may block you. When they block you, it becomes very difficult to do this. If you started off properly, if before this gets too bad, you may be able to keep those lines of communication open. Um, if you send cards and gifts, understand that they will probably be intercepted by the alienating parent and the children will never see them and never think that you're thinking of them on their birthdays and Christmas and Hanukkah and all those different things. So um, if you send cards and gifts, they probably will not get to the children. But everything that you do, make copies so that you will not be accused of being an absentee parent. Have receipts. Have shipping um, receipts that you sent gifts to that house. Be a constant in your children's lives, whether they know it or not. The time is going to come when you are going to have to prove your efforts. And this is why you're documenting everything you do. So don't feel like you're doing it for nothing. Um, whenever possible with your children, make sentimental memories that they can keep in their hearts. 
and make the time that you are together quality time, not time where you're arguing and you're blaming and you're telling them to, to, you know, they're punished because they, you know, are hurting you and how dare they, you know, I mean, you don't want their time there to be like that. Your home needs to be a soft place for them to fall because in time, it's going, the pressure is going to get to them in their, in the alienated parents' house, home, whatever. It's going to get to them. And that contrast of the soft place to fall versus the torture chamber they're living in, because it will ramp up over time, uh, sometimes that can be a very good thing. Um, show that you are not the person you are being portrayed to be. Now, when I say show, I don't mean tell. I mean be the parent you always were. If they need discipline, they need discipline. Be who you were. Do not try to coddle them or think that you have to act a certain way in order to keep them there because that's not going to work. What they need is consistency from you. Show your children pictures that represent the wonderful relationship you used to have. Keep these memories alive in them. What you can do is you can text funny memes about something they're interested in. You know, if they're interested in soccer, send something funny. Um, Keep it light. Never say, I miss you. I love you. When are you coming home? I wish you were here. None of those things. Again, no more guilt. You do not want to lay guilt on these children because it will further alienate them from you. Um, And it's torturing them as well. Uh, You can also just send little text messages saying, thought of you today, you know, went to Carvel's, thought of you today, saw somebody eating that flavor that you liked. But you keep it very light um, and do not put anything heavy. Don't bombard them with emails. Pace them out maybe twice a week, maybe once a week. Pace it out. Um, Hopefully they won't block you. If they don't block you, that's a very good thing. And you want to tiptoe through this and make sure you do it right. Um, keep your promises, be reliable, be on time. If you make plans with your children, make sure you follow through with them and show up. Even if you expect them not to keep a record of it, you were there. They weren't be the peacemaker in every situation. You need to stay calm. Allow your children to share positive feelings about their alienating parent. This is hard. And they say, you know, mommy or daddy did this for us and they did that for us. You allow it. You don't say, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that abusive parent. Don't tell me about that. You allow them to share what they're experiencing when they are with their alienating parent. Um Show and tell your children how much you love them. When they're with you, show love and tell them, I love you. But don't say, I love you. You don't want to be dramatic. I love you. I will always be here for you. I will always be here for you. Don't ever think that I won't. My love is unconditional for you. You are my child and you are, I love you more than anything. Um, praise your children's accomplishment. This is another thing about being positive. Whatever they do right, show it. So it's a lot of work on the alienated parents' side, but um, but the, if you want your children back or you want your children to have a fighting chance in life, you have to do these things. Um, you need to live an exemplary life. You cannot be drinking. You cannot be smoking weed. You cannot be going out and leaving them home with babysitters. You cannot be bringing boyfriends or girlfriends to the house. You have to be an exemplary parent. They are watching you. Um, save letters, emails, voicemails, and texts. Everything. Keep a journal of everything, dates and times. 
communicate with your ex in writing or through text. So there's always a record of what is said. And this is, there's two great apps that are out there for this purpose. One is called Talking Parents. The other one is called Family Wizard. These are apps that you communicate through and everything is admissible in court. So if you, and you need to be just clean and perfect in everything that you say, you have to show that you're a supportive parent, that you're trying to work with the other parent, but that other parent is not going to have the same language. And there may be times where you will um, text them through this app, through Talking Parents or um, Family Wizard, and um, they won't answer you. And then you say it again, and they won't answer you. And then you say, so when are you picking the children up? And they don't answer you. These are things that when they're on record can be used in a court of law to show an absentee parent who is trying to prove that they are not. Um, If the alienator threatens self-harm or creates violent acts, make sure that they are all reported to law enforcement and make sure you have documents and records of everything. Um, It's unlikely that the narcissistic ex is ever going to stop alienating your children from you. And you will probably have to use the court system sometime at some point and exert your parental rights. And this is a slow and frustrating process. Nothing, there's nothing easy about this. There's nothing happy about this. It is really a tough situation. But as I said, your children are being abused to the point where it's going to ruin them. So you have to do it. You have to save your children. And that's all I have for you today. Hopefully I was able to give you some tips. My book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, is available in paperback, digital, and audio. There is a chapter in here about this. There is um, the whole book will be beneficial to you because if you have, um, if a narcissist has touched your life in, in any of these devastating ways, this, is book, this book is going to help you tremendously. And I also mentioned Amy Baker. If you want to know more about parental alienation, look up Dr. Amy Baker. She writes extensively on this. There's a book about it. And um, she is the source to go to for all this information. So whatever she says is, has been done through lots of research, through lots of interviews. As a matter of fact, I think in that book I mentioned um, uh, children, and divorce, children and Divorce Parenting. Let's see, what did I tell you the book is called? Go back to that page. Oh, okay. Surviving Parental Alienation, A Journey of Hope and Healing, and Adult Children of Parental Alienation Syndrome, Breaking the Ties That Bind. Okay, so that Surviving Parent, Parental Alienation by Amy Baker or Adult Children of Parental Alienation Syndrome by Amy Baker, PhD. And you will get great information there. If you're going through this, I am sorry from the bottom of my heart. I do work alienated parents. I do help them get through this process. I do because it's important that you have somebody to bounce this off of. This is not an easy thing to go through and it's very difficult. There are so many little things come up that you need to run it past somebody who knows how to tell you to, you know, who can help you through this. I do this with many people. Um, so you can go to randyfine.com. Go to, um, go to my services, expert services, and uh, you can make an appointment with me. I have a free consultation in there. You can check it out with me, and um, we can talk about it for about 20, 25 minutes, see if I'm a good fit for you, see if I can help you. And um, I hope you will reach out because I don't want you to suffer, and I know if you've been alienated, that the suffering is unbearable. So don't, don't stay in that pain. Know that there are people you can reach out to. I am one of them. There are other people that do this work. 
um, I can only speak for myself. There is a divorce coach. She's wonderful. Her name is Susan Schofer, S-H-O-F-E-R. She actually did a TED Talk on parental alienation, and she's a very good friend of mine. We collaborate on a lot of things. She's also highly, highly um, educated and experienced in this topic. So check us out. Hope you will. Um, Tomorrow is September 11th. I just want to send my prayers out to everyone who was touched by that, which is really all of us. And uh, it's a day, a, a very solemn day for America. I know for me it is. So I just wanted to mention that. Just um, keep these families and people in your prayers. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.